We go back to Isaiah 54, and we were talking about the five counsel from God. And uh, what, makes, uh, what makes a counsel perfect? Let's, let's start with this. What makes a counseling or a, uh, an advice, very good advice? You listen to it. You understand easy. You know how to apply it. You get excited. There's fire in you. You go, thank you. But what makes an advice perfect? Doing it. Doing it. Fulfilling it. That's when everything just goes on. So when the Lord gives us advice, He doesn't give us an advice to make us smarter. It's to make us better, to help us fulfill His purposes and be more fruitful for His glory. So every time we do what He says we need to do, it's, that's going to be transform, transformative to our life and we will bear more fruits. So first advice that we see in this passage, that is an amazing passage from the Lord, is what? Celebrate before you see it. I, I say celebrate and you say before you see it. Celebrate before you see it. It was okay. <laughs> celebrate before you see it. We need to hear this in our soul. Now let's go to the, to the next, the second part of the verse one. And it says, you who were never in labor because... More are the children of the desolate woman. And remember what was the context of this counseling. The context was they were cheating. They turned their back to God. They were cheating with other gods. They were messing around. And then in God, in his infinite mercy, he receives them back with his arms wide open like he did for all of us. He just restore us. And now he says, for the new beginning, I'm going to give you these five advices. And this is five counseling for a new beginning. So he talks to the desolate. He says, you're the one that you never had children. Your children are going to be more than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Who vouches? The Lord. What, what do we read here? What's the advice? So first part of the first verse one was celebrate before you see. What do we think it's the advice on the second part of the verse one? Because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. With other words, what he's saying is you, you didn't have children. You, you didn't bear fruit for so many years because you messed up. Other people continue their beautiful life. They bear a lot of fruits and children, and, and they, they live this life. And now your fruits, because I restored you to me, your fruits are going to be more than the ones that already have fruits. What kind of math is this? Because in my math, 2 plus 5 equals 7. In Jesus' math, 2 plus 5 feeds 5,000 people plus children. This isn't expect multiplication. That's what God is saying here. Expect multiplication. This is not like, oh, I'm already messed up. I'm 55 years old. What's going to be? No. You're going to do in 10 years more than what people done in 80 years. If you stay close to God, if you live a life on the rock of what? No. 
fulfillment of His word. Not, not God's word. Even the, de even the devil says, even the, uh, says they know God and they are afraid of Him, but they don't do His will. The rock is on the fulfillment of His will. Yeah. On the fulfillment is His word. And if we want intimacy with God, what are the rules of the house? Nothing to hide. From God, we cannot hide anyway, but we think we do. So we act a little weird because of that. <laughs> nothing to prove, that's brokenness, and nothing to fear, but only fear of the Lord. And out of that, we go and we have a place every day. We have the word, and then we get out and do God's will. Amen. But when we do God's will, we have to understand that we have to expect multiplication. Amen. I'll tell you a story, and, and I thank God that Dawn reminded me today on that Incredible story that happened at Teen Challenge Romania. Years before I was in ministry, it was this man of God from Norway. He was a prophet of God. He was a man that he has on his heart to do missions. So he left with his young children, moved to Spain, did ministry in Spain, missions in Spain, planted churches, did a lot of great stuff. Then he, for many years, then he went back to Norway for a short time. And while he was in Norway, he had a dream. And the Lord tell him, you go to Romania. And I want you to buy a property in Romania. And, and then that property, I'll show you. And then he showed him this image of young men being transformed by the Holy Spirit and being sent like fires all over Romania and all over the world. So this, and he said, this is going to be a place where I will disciple my people and I will send them to the world. And so he wakes up so excited that morning and he gets, he goes, but Lord, I don't know anybody in Romania. Second, I have a little problem. I have no money. And then he said, okay, I know God has no money problem. So he's like, all I have to do is I'm going to make some phone calls. So he calls a couple of his friends. And he said, well, I'm thinking, he's just planting these little seeds. I'm thinking of going to Romania. And, and immediately the guy on the other side, he said, I want to give this much money. And then the other, another guy said, I want to give. In no time, he raises this big amount of money. He go, comes to Romania, flies to Romania. He doesn't know anybody. He finally meets somebody that meets another, that knows another person. And then he gets, it's a long story, he gets a property. Now, he buys the property, and he's very excited. So in his mind, what's, what's the vision? A discipleship center where the Lord will transform young people with problems in chains and send them to the world. So he is forming a board, sets up an organization. He does another Bible school, some orphanages. But for that property, he wants God's dream to be fulfilled. Long story short, he's... Kicked out of the board by, a, again, it's a long story, but it's, and it, it's throughout a few years. He gets kicked out of that board. He loses, in a way, he loses all the influence on that organization. And they decide that instead of doing a discipleship center, they will have this orphanage and they will do these other things. And he gets back to Norway, heartbroken. And he says, Lord, did I miss you? Did I... Was I, where were that, was, was that dream from you or was it just me? 
And then he, him and his wife were crying, and they were like, they were heartbroken. And years passed, I get to meet with him. We served together in a board for another ministry in another part of Romania. I'm with him in that board for a few years. We're talking. He asks me what I'm doing. I don't tell him too many details because I know he's a very influent person and he has a lot of contacts and a lot of resources. So I want him to focus on that ministry. So after a few years, he tells me, hey, I've heard you're doing some ministry in Bucharest. I said, yeah, I do. And, and he said, I have a few hours spared uh, to kill. And I, I want, can you take me to Bucharest? Me and my wife and my son, take me to Bucharest and, and show me your ministry, your ministry. And I said, yes, of course. So we're driving, we're laughing all the way. This is a, this is a beautiful family. Filled of the Holy Spirit, always like one day pray, oh, it was just an incredible man of God. So we're arriving at the center that we purchased five years before. We arrived at the center, the gate opened, and until that moment, we laughed and talked the whole time. Then there's this quiet moment, both of them, three of them. I'm entering, I'm driving, I said, guys, let me show you this. And then I said, this is going to be a soccer field. This is going to be a building. This, we're gonna, we're gonna, we were working on the third floor at that time. We're going to do this, you know, discipleship academy, school of the spirit. You know, Pastor Ron has been mentoring. Oh, we, you know, all these planting seeds, God's vision. And, oh, we're going to do this and that. Because sometimes, imagine this. You think when you see a man with vision, do you think he has all these great ideas from himself? It's always a lot of great mentors around him. Usually it's one or two. And then it's a, it's a heart willing to really receive from God through the, his people. Because the Lord is using his people to speak into your life. If you're willing to listen to that. And so I'm sitting there. I take them all over the center. We go to the last floor. And then I explain them the vision. And after I talk, three of them, they nailed right there. They start weeping. They went on the floor. These are, you know, kings of Europe have met this man. He was honored by the king of Norway. He, he met the king in Spain and all this, like everybody knows him. And he's face down on the floor at the center, crying like a child. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, am I, am I a great speaker or what? <laughs> What did I say? I need to record myself more often and listen to myself to get a little, you know. I'm really thinking, what, what did I say that impressed them so much? Foolishness, like just childish, prideish, former communist talking with himself. So I'm like, so they, they finish this, they stand up, you know, just, and he said, This is the property I purchased 15 years ago. The Lord sent me to Romania to, to purchase a property. I purchased this property, and he told me the whole story. I went back and I wondered, did I miss God? And now he was seeing with his own eyes on the very same property he purchased by obedience. Think about it. All he did, he obeyed God. He didn't, he didn't got to do it himself. Do you think that matters to God? Or what it matters to God was his obedience. His obedience. It's not about us. If, if, if it would be about success, it would matter. 
But if it would be about obedience, it doesn't matter because the Lord doesn't call us to success. He calls us to obedience. And it's for seasons. All we have to do is just be obedient and let God be God. If things don't go our way, you say, I'm so curious what way it will go and when. And thank you. Next assignment, obedience. If I, I mean, I hope we will all have that spirit and that faith and that childlike faith for the rest of our life. And it doesn't matter how old we are, we'll keep that childlike faith in us. This man have seen it with his own eyes and he was so excited. He was like, this is amazing. And he was crying and he said, and then, and then he, he said something that I loved, absolutely loved. He said, I want to be part of this ministry. I want to, I want to, I want to send money every month. I love, of course I love that because <laughs> less to be preoccupied, you know, let's call worry preoccupation or like, but I was so excited, but they were being, they've been a big part. They've been a part of the ministry there. So, but what am I saying here? God in all these years, he multiplied. If he would have done it, I believe with all my heart, he, it would be a small little thing. Something would happen, but because God had a different plan and multiplied it in a few years, now hundreds of people are being transformed. The church in Bucharest growing, many centers throughout Romania, which is totally he's doing. It's a God of multiplication. So what is the second advice? Expect? Multiplication. Expect? Multiplication. Celebrate? Before. Before you see it. See, that's why we repeat things like in little, you know, Bible school for, what do you call it for children? Sunday school. Sunday school. Yeah, it's just like the sun. <laughs> Celebrate before you see it. Expect multiplication. Let's go to the next, to the third advice. And, and let's look at the verses 2 and 3. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dis, dispos, dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. What is this? I love that. I love, this is better than what I wrote here. <laughs> True. I will, I will change this. We only become better when somebody is better than us and tells us and we get thank you for that. I won't. I won't. Give your credit. Nobody will know. I say, this is my idea, but this is a great idea. It's prepare. Prepare. What did you say? Prepare? For big things. I just said here, prepare yourself. How, how poor I wrote. Prepare for big things. I like that. It's changing it now. For prepare? For big things. But what's the key word here? Prepare. You know what? It's our part to pre be prepared for God's opportunities. Do you think the great men of the Bible were prepared when the opportunity came? All of them were prepared. Do you think David learned to, sit, to sing an instrument in front of Saul? What would have happened? I mean, the, when I read about Saul, he'd be like, you missed the note? Dead. Dead, incompetent. But David already knew 
And he prepared himself. Where did David prepare himself? I tell you where he, where he had his most powerful concerts. Sheeps were watching him. <laughs> and he's singing hard to the ships. You're talking a man that understands. That's why God looks at him and says, that's a man of my own heart. Yeah. Because David didn't care if he was with the ships out there on the fields. He was obedient to his father. He was doing his will. It was God's job to orchestrate things in his life. Yeah. It wasn't his job to go, I'm strong. I can kill that. No. It was God's and God, God orchestrated. Go and bring some cheese and some, some bread to your brothers. And then from there, we all know the most incredible story in the Bible. But everything started when David started to prepare himself years before he was used by God mightily. Do you think he threw up, you know, I don't know if you know how he killed Goliath, but it was that sling. It was, it's, it's a really an arm for infantry. In, infantry, the army, the infantry. So in infantry, they were using the slings. It was such a precision. It was, it's like they were, did a study today. It was like shooting with a, with a big gun today. They had to exercise a lot. And he said he was fighting with lions and bears. and Wasn't that preparation? He was not by any where. Listen, start preparing yourself when nobody sees. And in that training camp, there is no applause. That's why we don't prepare. Think about it. If somebody will ask you, you're going to be preaching tomorrow in front of 20,000 people, and we'll give you 30 minutes. Crystal, that's going to be your job tomorrow. We're going to have to, and, and what we do is we freak out. We go, I need to start preparing. And then we say, like, all night, you're like, you don't sleep, and it's a little too late for that, yeah. if you ask me. Because it's like right now, Real Madrid, soccer team, Champions League, will ask me, well, Catalina, it's now for you, you know, we, we, we like you, we'd like to play in Real Madrid. I will be the most pathetic player. I mean, they will laugh. I, am, I love soccer. I can play soccer, but not for Real Madrid. Why? I'm not prepared for that. And even if I go, it's a great opportunity. I'm not prepared. So what we have to do is prepare. When the Lord is saying, listen, this is what you do. He's, look at this, what he says. Enlarge the, tent, the place of your tent. Stretch your... He talks about all these details without even having people. He didn't say anything about people. He didn't say anything about resources. He only says, enlarge yourself. Enlarge your territory. Prepare Go in the rooms, go in the place, read the word, memorize the word. You know, do everything that you will be ready for the mission that God has for you. And I believe that the Lord changed me. This, I was not planning to preach this message. But while I'm sitting here, the Lord shows me that this season of Teen Challenge Southern California is incredible. Now it's a season of brokenness and a season of trimming. You know why? Because what's coming next is amazing. What's coming next is amazing. And you're going to be the next directors. You have no idea. You have no idea what God has in plan for you. You just, 
It will, I believe that if you will know, right now you will have a heart attack. And the reason that God doesn't even tell you is He knows your vessels, blood vessels, are not that strong for the great news. I believe that. I many times, if the Lord have told me, a boy from North Dakota, you know, the blood, and you know that where you, we eat there, my... It's a place that nobody gets in and out. I mean, he's forgotten by the world. You go back 500 years. But if the Lord have told me, this is what you're going to be doing in 30 years from now, I'll be like, really? Ah! Ah! <laughs> It'll be a little too much. Or I would lose faith. I'd be like, nah, make a mockery. So prepare yourself. When the Lord told us years ago, and he did tell us, you will be going to the end of the earth. Oltiza and I, we took a globe when we went home. It was 1996 or 97. And we had a prophecy. We didn't have a passport. We didn't speak English. And he said, I will send you to the end of the earth. You will be speaking my word to the end of the earth. Now, when you are from North Dakota in the middle of nowhere, and you have no connection, and you have no pedigree. You go, that sounds so cool. But I have no, this is not going to happen to me. Thank you, Lord. It's a great encouragement. But <laughs> we went home, both of us. We took the globe, and we start spinning it. Wow. And we're like, let's see. And I close my eyes, and I stop. And I look. And it was this blue ocean. <laughs> Truly, it was the blue ocean. So I, I lift my finger, and there were a few islands in the blue ocean. And I looked, and I says, Hawaii. I said, what is that? Is that like, does it exist in the middle of the ocean? Hawaii? And I said, wow, that's interesting. Is the Lord sending us there? Okay. So I said, Honey, let's flip it again because maybe it was a mistake. So we, we spin it again. So again, I close my eyes. I stop the globe. I open blue ocean, few little islands, Hawaii. We were, we were looking and saying, this is, this is weird. I mean, are they, anybody flying there? There's no way there's an airport, you know, on the, on the globe, of course. <laughs> Again, I'm from North Dakota in the middle of nowhere. You, you know there's no airports in that little space. So I said, let's do it the, the, sec, the third time. Spin the globe, stop the globe. We look, blue ocean, finger in Hawaii again, three times. And I said, I need to start learning English. I need to start even reading in English. Then I started to prepare. I said, if the Lord says something that I better say, Yes, sir, I will, I will do my part, even if, because there is two kinds of people in the Bible, yeah. the if people and even if people. Yeah. I love the even if people. Yeah. Yeah. Even if, if I wouldn't go, get out of Romania, I would still be preparing today. Yeah. Reading in English, teaching in English to some dogs on the streets in Bucharest, <laughs> because I don't know, maybe the end of my life for one day, I will be going and something will happen. Like that pastor who went to China because the Lord is sending him to China from the States. And he's a, he's a pastor of a big church. He gets there. He preaches to 30, 40 people. He's wondering after 10 days, Lord, am I wasting my time? I have so much work to do in, in America. And then, 
And then the last night he prays, he, he preaches like crazy. He said, I even myself got saved again because the message was so good. And I asked him to come in front. Nobody came in front. And I asked the translator, did you really tell them that to come here? And say, yeah, I did. Nobody came. He insisted a few times. Finally, one guy stood up, came in the front. He's like, okay, I'll pray for you. So he prayed for him. Now that guy pastors the largest church in China. One person. Obedience. One person. Obedience. Prepare. We did go to Hawaii. I spent one month of training in Hawaii in 2011. Ask me how that happened. It's God that orchestrates things. He's not limited to anything. But I would have never go to Hawaii if, because there's a question when you go somewhere. It's like, do you speak English? I mean, I would not go to Hawaii and thought. <laughs> So you have to speak. You go to, you go to training, or you prepare yourself. So take that advice to, to heart. And, and even if that right now you don't see any opportunities, start reading like crazy. Start preparing yourself. Always be open. Always ask. Every time you have an opportunity to talk to somebody, ask questions. Many, I, I, it's amazing. I'm sitting with people, and all they do is telling me what they do, which is great. But what an opportunity, and I watch them when they sit next to people like Ron or people like the people that are powerful men of God. And we're sitting next to them, and we tell them what we're doing instead of say, tell me what happened, like how did you get to do what you do? How did God spoke to you in the last year? What should I do here? You know, asking them, pulling them great wisdom that we will grow so much out of that. So prepare yourself. The third thing, no, the fourth thing. Let's go to verse 4, please. Do not be afraid. Yeah. It's interesting that here God doesn't give a long description. And it only says, do not be afraid. Yeah. You know how many times the Bible says that? About 300, some, some theologians, theologians say that about 360 times, 365 times, says in the Bible. Once a day, God tells us, fear not. Do not be afraid. Some theologians says, no, it's about 50, 52 times. I'm okay with once a week. I'm okay with once a week. It's 52 weeks in one year. But it's so important and it's an advice that God is keep over talking over our lives because if there is one thing that we get overwhelmed almost every day, it's fear yeah. of losing the job, losing health, losing you know, someone dear, losing ministry, losing oh, fear. And every time, what I say, every time there is fear of, and the Lord says, do not be free, uh, afraid. Every time respond back with God did not give or I did not we did not receive a spirit of fear but of what I like the order I like the order in in second Timothy 1 7 power love and sound mind power breaks it loves embrace it 
And a sound mind just makes it, you know, move smooth in the right direction. <laughs> and I love that. So every time the, the, the devil comes to you and say, no, 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 no. That what I hear now is not the voice of God because it's clear that the word says, I did not receive a spirit of fear. Yeah. Yeah. And I thank you, Lord, for your power. I thank you for your love. And I thank you for a sound mind. Yeah. And I tell you, so when you declare that, there is power in declaration. There is yeah. power in faith. You'll see what happens. Yeah. The, the fifth advice, it's in this verse 4, the second part, is you will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth. And remember no more the reproach over, of your widowhood. One of the most effective weapons of the devil is shame. And that's why the Lord said, I'll think about it. Only five advices, one of them is do not be ashamed. Because every time we did something in our life that now in the light of the love of Christ, in the light of the truth, you look at this dirty thing that you did, and there's shame that comes. And don't mistake, because the, it's, if you feel shame, it's not from the Lord. Now, if you feel guilt, it's a different story. Because guilt tells you, you have done a mistake. But shame tells you, you are a mistake. And that's a big difference. And that's why we have to discern. Because we do mistake. And actually, guilt is excellent, because it leads us to repentance. Yeah. Guilt is an, like every time you feel guilt, praise God because your heart is still sensitive Amen. to the spirit. And that's the secret of a walking is have a, have a sensitive heart and a thick skin. Yeah. It's an advice that somebody told me some years ago when I asked him, give me one advice. A man that started many churches, many ministries. And I said, if you, and he was in his 70 something. And I said, if you would give me one advice after you have done so much, what would be? And he said, keep your heart soft. And your thin, and your skin thick. I was like, are you kidding me? Doesn't sound too spiritual. Well, when I got deeper into that, I thought, this is an amazing advice. This is an amazing, because in ministry, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get gossip. You're going to get, keep your heart soft. Keep your heart so you hear the Holy Spirit all the time and your skin you know just think about how many times the Lord has forgiven us today so we have to have that sensitive heart do not be ashamed and the last and I won't go to uh, on the shame the shame is a longer teaching here on this class so uh, one day hopefully we can get deeper into the shame because the shame is such it's something to really to really look at the Word of God what the Word of God says about shame and how we need to respond. What's the difference between shame and guilt? Where does shame come uh, from? Like the spirit of religion. Always the spirit of religion will, will make you feel ashamed. Also the voices of the parents or people in our lives that told us we mount nothing. So all this. But we have to look at verse 5 and we, I end with this. For your maker is your husband, the Lord Almighty, Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He's called the God of all the earth. You know what? I love this because it's like after these five advices, he says, 
I guarantee for all this. It's almost like he, sign, he puts your contract in front of you, he signs, and now it's your turn to sign. It's your turn to really look at the paper and say, I signed too, because even if it's a great contract, five amazing points, and signed and guaranteed by him, if you're not believing them, and if you're not fulfilling them, that contract has no value, because you have to do your part. You have, you have to sign. And he guarantees for it, and I absolutely love that. And this is our God who is so good and embraces us and loves us the way we are, continues to transform us every single day. And let's just open our hearts, not only here, but every day. And how we do it, we run back to the place. And we should all, we should all have that place. Run to the Word and run out of the door ready to do His will. So help us, God. Amen? Amen. So celebrate. Expect, prepare, do not, do not, amen. God bless you guys. Looking forward.